So, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Hello. I don't know at what point during that I'm actually going to come in on, so I'm going to try it again. Welcome to Afternoonified. Um, this is a mini. Uh, and today is a special day, because uh, as far as I know, this comes out on December 6th. Sure. Yeah. I have to look at the calendar. I know I, we planned it. I wrote this with the assumption it would come out on the 6th. <laughs> I mean, I assume you're correct. I just don't remember days of the week. Yeah, it's a, it's a Wednesday. We're good. Look, I barely can remember what day it is today. Like, it's two days before Thanksgiving. Nope, it's one day before the. Not important. Okay. So, today, the day that this is coming out, the day that is like two weeks in the future for us, is the Feast of St. Nicholas. So, we're going to talk about St. Nicholas. You mean Santa Claus? Sort of. I don't really get too much into like deep Santa lore. That's a different episode. The Santa lore. Yeah, that's where he he wears the helmet and has the like little alien. I was the Santalorian. Santalore sounds like um, a Star Wars monster. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, talking about St. Nicholas, uh, the, succinctly, because this is a mini. Um, my sources were. Point. Yes. My, <laughs> this is a mini. We are succinct. We've spent six minutes talking about TV shows, <laughs> specifically nudity in TV shows, and how there needs to be more of it. All right, my sources were Britannica, History.com, Wikipedia, and Catholic School. (laughs) We're just getting into it. The original St. Nicholas was originally a uh, Greek, not originally, he was was actually a Greek-descended bishop from modern-day Turkey. Like, the place he was born was in modern-day Turkey. He wasn't from Turkey. It was Greece at the time and is now. It was, yes, something like that. The borders and names of things were all very wiggity um, back in the- Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I I couldn't tell you what was Greece and what wasn't Greece in any given year. Which, if he's from what is now modern-day Turkey, just to get a little bit ahead of ourselves, that means Santa Claus isn't white, but that's a subject to discuss with your racist uncle. Megan Kelly would beg to differ. Uh, Santa Claus is Middle Eastern. All right, so Nick is said to have been born during the time of the Roman Empire in the coastal city of Mira in Asia Minor, which, like I said, is uh, modern-day Turkey. Uh, Because he lived in the late 3rd century, we haven't really got a great idea of what his life was like. Yeah, I've been listening to some, like, medieval-based podcasts, and it's opened my eyes to just, like, how poorly documented so much of this is. Well, and this is the 200s, so... Yeah, so, like real or yeah that then not even middle that's like before the middle ages that's i don't know what that era is called the third century yeah <clears throat> old timey real old timey uh ancient history at this point so yeah we don't have a lot of verifiable facts about his life um when he was young he is said to have made a pilgrimage to egypt and to palestine um shortly after his return he became bishop of mira uh, he was later said to have been imprisoned during a period of Christian persecution, but was freed, maybe, by Constantine, uh, the emperor, not Keanu Reeves. Oh. I know. Constantinople Constantine. Oh, that would be such a fun movie, though. Constantine Saves Christmas. <gasps> Someone write this right now. I want Keanu Reeves in a Christmas movie. Actually, I think for a while he was the unofficial holiday mascot of Afternoonified's uh, branded holiday Neo Yule. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a very <laughs> obscure callback. Maybe not obscure. It's it's also in the third century of this podcast. <laughs> this is pre pre Sarah podcast, so it's it's basically a thousand years ago. Might as well have been. Um, so we can probably say that he was a bishop who was well liked by people and did some good things. Like that's sure, sure. That sounds fair. Yeah, 
otherwise he wouldn't have been remembered. Um, so in, in true Christian fashion, however, a hundred or so years after his death, Nicholas became kind of a superhero. <laughs> and that's where the stories of his many deeds began. Uh, and I'm not talking like he gave to the poor and cared for children and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, his shit got kind of wild. Okay, so one of the earliest and best known of his miracles uh, was how he saved three young ladies from being forced into prostitution, sex work, um, due to being too poor to pay the dowry they needed in order to be married. Um, which what? is, it's horrifying on a lot of levels. It's nice of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, not nice of the patriarchy, but yeah. Um, society is the issue here. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are, you know, upsetting about that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's said that Nicholas rescued the girls by dropping a sack of gold coins through the window of their house each night for three nights so their father could pay the dowry for each of them, and thus they could find good husbands who apparently only wanted them if they could pay. Like Christmas, except the present you get is an abusive husband, because it's the third century and they're they're just all bad. Yeah. Um, another story had him playing an X-Man and calming a stormy sea. <laughs> Uh, he's also said to have saved some soldiers from being executed by chopping down a possessed tree. Like Whomping Willow possessed? Like, um, I couldn't find any more information on that story without falling into a deep rabbit hole, but maybe, maybe some other time. <sighs> yeah, I guess the soldiers were going to be killed because the tree did some shit and there were demons in the tree. It's like a whole thing. So the big story about Nicholas for me uh, was a story of how he... Resurrected three murdered boys who had been chopped up and thrown into brine by an evil butcher who had intended on selling what? them as meat during a famine. That's there's a there's a lot to that. Yes. Yes. Um so without getting too deep into it, this butcher had basically kidnapped and dismembered three young boys and thrown them into some brine and was going to sell them as pickled pork because there was a famine on and he didn't have stuff to sell. I love the the exploitation, the uh, the murder, the cannibalism. Uh, but yeah, I guess he like raised them to, from the dead. Like they got put back together, and then that's that's really impressive yeah. for a saint. Like that's Jesus level. Yeah. Well, that's more than a Jesus. Lazarus yeah. was in one piece, and he calmed a storm. I mean, that's pretty close to walking on water. Well, and he he delivered money, which is least really Jesus the least. Maybe, but yeah. there was the possessed tree. All right. So around 200 years after Nicholas's death, the St. Nicholas Church was built in Mira under the orders of Theodosius II um, over the site of the church where he was said to have served as bishop. Uh, his remains were moved to sarcophagus in that church. They would not stay there. No. Oh, no. No, we're going to chop him up into little pieces and just spread him around. The irony. I think I've been to a church with some relics of St. Nicholas. Or maybe St. Valentine? Probably. One of the two. It was a holiday one. Yeah. One of the holidays. Yeah. St. Easter. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I was always a big adherent to uh, St. Flag Day, but that's I'm more a of a personal of journey. St. Labor Day. St. Yeah. Memorial Day is kind of a bummer. But we really don't talk about a St. Patch. Nope. Good try. Nope. Never mind. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess he mm -hmm. is also a holiday one. Yeah. Anyway, um, in 18 or no, in 1087... During a period of massive upheaval in the church, of which there were many. <laughs> yeah, one of those years. A, gr a group of Italian merchants removed the major bones of Nicholas's skeleton from his sarcophagus without authorization and brought, home brought him to their hometown in Bari. Bari? Say either are. Somewhere in fucking Italy. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I, I guess I should 
make an explanation for why it sounds so weird. I ha- have yeah, a cold. Yes. Congratulations, me. You just get that like that dryness in the back of your throat. Okay. Uh, they brought them to their hometown in Bari. Bari Italians, please correct me. Um, where they are now in sh- yeah, uh, where they are now enshrined in the Basilica de San Nicola. It just said major bones. I don't know what a major bone is like. The, the head, the, the arms, the legs, ribs, maybe. You know, the recognizable ones. Ribs are easy to, like, yeah. scatter around the country, though. There's a lot of them. Uh, I had to look it up. It was St. Valentine's. That was the church I visited, not St. Nick's. Ah, uh, well, we'll get to him later. No. Not in the story. There's not, like, a crossover. Uh, the remaining bone fragments from the sarcophagus were later removed by Venetian sailors and taken to Venice during the First Crusade, because we couldn't leave anything alone no. during the Crusade. <clears throat> Um, because of the stories that had sprung up around his life, he was also known as Nicholas the Wonder Worker. Literally, one, like, Wonder Man. Yep. Uh, he is the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, unmarried people, and students in various cities and countries That's around many Europe. many things. Uh, he is not the patron saint of butchers or pickle enthusiasts. <laughs> so thousands of European churches were dedicated to him. One built by the Roman Emperor Justinian I in Constantinople around the 6th century, before it was Istanbul. Um, Nicholas's miracles were a favorite subject for medieval artists and plays. And his feast day was the occasion for ceremonies uh, for the ceremony of the boy bishop. <laughs> what? A European custom in which a boy was elected bishop and reigned until Holy Innocence Day, December 28th. So that is 22 days of boy that, bishop. Honestly, just quintessentially, I don't know what it is, is the most Catholic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Let's elect a small boy bishop. Nicholas the Wonder Worker and boy <laughs> bishop. Oh, man. Someone write me that superhero movie. God, that'd be so boring. <laughs> All right, so how the hell did this guy get molded into a big white guy with a jolly laugh and a big sack of Um, Colonialism. So after the Reformation, which, for those not in the know, is basically the introduction of Protestantism, it's a whole can of worms. Martin Luther was a pain in the ass, but also he had some good points. I was going to say, we'll do it. I, I don't know if it would be interesting enough to do no, an episode on the Reformation. No, we're Refor- not doing an episode on the Reformation. The only way we can do an episode on the Reformation is if I Avalon does it. I mean, we could just it. read, like, the 99 treatises or whatever and just, like, roast the Catholic Church. It seems on brand. I mean, we have been roasting the <laughs> Catholic know, that's Church. that's what I mean. Like, it, it, it would fit right in. Um, anyway, so after the Reformation, devotion to Nicholas dried up in Europe, except in Holland, of all places, um, where he carried on as Sinterklaas, which is the Dutch variant of the name St. Nicholas. I, I am seeing a, seeing a theme emerge. Uh, Dutch colonists took this tradition with them to New Amsterdam, which is now New York City, um, in the American colonies in the 17th century. Uh, Santa Claus was adopted by the country's English-speaking majority under the name Santa Claus. Um, and his legend of a kindly old man was united with old Nordic folk tales of a magician who punished naughty children and rewarded good you know children. I think that's like most, most legends. Yeah. yeah. So St. Nicholas was transformed into, like, a similar kindly gift-giving figure in the Netherlands, Belgium, and other Northern European countries. Um, in the United Kingdom, Santa Claus became known as Father Christmas because they can't just call something by its name. No, they name. gotta give it something weird and British. It's like he has a name. Father Christmas? Really? Here we are. December 6th. Feast of St. Nicholas. It's the To commemorate his given date of death. How are we supposed to celebrate? Um, by pickling some boys. <laughs> oh, in parts of Northern Europe, particularly, like I said, Netherlands, Belgium, Luxembourg, 
St. Nicholas Day is when children are given special cookies, candies, and gifts. Um, in many places, children leave letters for St. Nicholas and carrots or grass for his donkey. That's sweet. In the morning, uh, the children find small presents under their pillows or in their shoes or stockings um, or on plates that they had set this out This does him. sound suspiciously like Christmas. Yeah. Um, he leaves oranges and chocolate coins, small toys, um, but the oranges and chocolate coins are supposed to represent the three girls that he saved. Uh, what represents the uh, chopped up murder boys? Um, I'll get to that. Oh, oh boy. That was a joke. Uh, candy canes, which have the shape of a b- bishop's crook, are also given. Um, and I would like to propose that you also give brined meats <laughs> as a gift in memory of his resurrection of the three boys. So a shoe filled yeah, with pickled pork. Let's spam. Can of spam. Just a can of spam. Go. Perfect. Merry St. Nicholas Day. So it is thought that over the centuries that the legendary St. Nicholas merged with similar cultural and religious figures. Uh, some of these were the pagan uh, Necht, Rupert, God, and the Roman figure of Befana, as well as the Christ child, Christkind, or Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle comes from Christ child, oh. by the way. Didn't know if you guys knew Chris that. Kringle. Christ I, is... Does Kringle mean child? Child. I, it, I know it sounds like Cockney rank rhyming <laughs> slang, but I didn't like look into it that much further. Um, another, uh, a number of countries have traditions in which a malevolent character accompanies Saint Nicholas. In France, Père Foutard, uh, which is a horrible name, um, which legends say uh, tried to cook three boys in a barrel of brine, is said to whip naughty children or give them coal. I mean, that seems pretty tame, considering. In Germany, the land of many terrifying things. Uh, they have Necht Rupert, uh, who serves as St. Nicholas's servant, gives children who do not know their prayers, sticks, stones, or coal. Germany also has Krampus. Oh, good old Krampus. Uh, who, yeah, who carries chains and bells and sometimes a large basket and kidnaps naughty children. You guys have seen the movie. So yeah, St. Nicholas was just a b- bishop in the second century, and um, he turned into a superhero. But now we get um, oranges and chocolate Yay. coins and stuff. And spam. And <laughs> spam. So basically, I know it's a little late for you guys because it is the 26th, but um, what my mom used to do was on the night of the 5th, she'd like slip some candy or something Aww. in my shoe. Be like, oh, St. Nicholas. That's sweet. But yeah. Well, I'm going to go cough over Sarah's episode now. So <laughs> No, that's the thing because you won't be talking, so you won't be coughing. That's what you think. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Happy St. Nicholas Day. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.